That is exactly what Ortegas would do. Pike says hit it, and Ortegas just goes. Captain's Pod, Stardate 512422.3. Welcome aboard the Starship's Enterprise. And I thank you for joining us as we take a brief short leave from the world of uh, cinema. Uh, the syllables are going all over the place. This is how Shatner delivers the Captain's Pod huh? intro. Uh, okay, okay. Thank you for joining us as we take a break from the world of cinema uh, no, to no. explore the universe of Star Trek. Wow. <laughs> I'm you Captain Ian Whittington. Listen, hold on. Let's just say for a second that you've made it all this time without doing that. So congratulations. It's incredible. Five well seasons. It, I've done so, so, so well. I'm your captain, Ian Winston. With Ian, with Ian. Wow. Ian, Ian Whittington. <laughs> Suddenly I've moved from, from Captain Kirk into Max Headroom. And she's inspired a mutiny on board the Barge of the Dead and is currently en route to overthrow Stovacor, its ambassador, Danae Hughes. I am ready to rule. Do you know any of the places that I just mentioned that you're about to rule? Nope. <laughs> but you're here for it. You're like, let's go. I'm, I'm ready. You I get- guess like there are uh-huh. some places I could probably end up that maybe wouldn't be that fun to rule. But then I don't know why I would be going there in the first place. Because uh, you, you're just you're on a boat and you're just like well wherever we're going I'm going to be the new queen. Is that how it works? I I based based on my intro yes it is. <laughs> I love it. Let's do it. If if I give you a hint that it's you would get a batleth and a mechleth, does that help you context clues? Oh, guess any of the words I just said. Yeah, that's like a treble clef. Oh, and... I really thought you were gonna get it. I didn't think you were gonna troll me. Isn't batleth uh? Batman's instrument. Shush! I'm trying to think. <laughs> Do it. Klingon? Yes. Context clues. Right. Barge of the Dead. Where is it going? Well, interestingly enough, the food court. Uh, mm, I'm. No. <laughs> it's a very okay. Klingon thing to just assume it's food. If it's not food, what's the other thing? Uh, murder. <laughs> yeah, it's not that either. Um, so. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. So it's not battling your food? No, I mean, it, depending on what your version of hell is, then yes. Because the barge oh. of the dead is where the unhonored, the dishonored? Anyway, the Klingons without honor, when they die, they go to hell. They go to Grethor. And the barge of the dead is the barge that apparently takes them there across an ocean so that they have some exposition time for us to figure out how we stop them going to hell. Um, and Stovokor is the honored dead. That's heaven. So you are taking the Barge of the Dead, redirecting it to Stovacor so you can take Yay! over Klingon Heaven. Let's fucking go. go. That is an animated Ready. series I want to see. My weapon of choice yes. will be mm-hmm. boredom. Boredom. You're going to bore the Klingons to death yeah, by telling them so. stories? Maybe. But your stories oh, no, 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 no. are it'll incapable be the- of being boring. Right, which is why I can't speak. Mm-hmm. So it'll be that they're taken into a meeting where they think that I'm like this really like incredible queen with a lot of power mm-hmm. and they just sit there and they wait for me to speak but I actually just watch them and so they think I'm telepathic and they're not getting it or something and they just eventually get really bored and, and then they're like that was powerful and, and I now I swear my allegiance to you done uh, yeah I there'll mean, be a lot of charisma rolls for me though a lot a, a lot of and they're gonna Deception, have to yeah. yeah they're gonna have to roll a lot of net ones <laughs> Simultaneously. I'm going to roll now. Do you have a die in front of you? Um, I, 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 I do. I'm sure Dicer does. I don't have a 20. Hang on a minute. I have the internet. Okay. I'm going to use my metal dice because that's the only thing that makes sense when you're trying to deceive a Klingon. Nice. That's metal as heck. I'm going to roll an internet dice because I am the future. Okay. Here we go. I want to put my microphone down here so we can get it. <laughs> roll it. Rollies. What did, what did you get? Take a picture of it. Did, did you get a nat one? Oh, you got a three. Oh, no. Listen, it's going really well. I got a six, which means you nearly worked. <laughs> <laughs> I think that, like, nobody was paying attention. And then the second they pay attention, you, like, mm-hmm. fuck up and say you insult someone's well, mother. But what are my modifiers? Like, I have to have a Minus little bit one. Of- Oh, no! Come on! No! I can't be a negative one! That's I'm cl- I, I am clearly a charisma class. Like, as a person... It's, that, you would be high charisma. Yeah. I'm going to be high charisma. I oh, have okay. to have a modifier of at least plus, plus five. One. Plus one. Mm-hmm. You got a plus one modifier. 
<laughs> okay, okay. We'll say that it's a plus three, and then we we have an even, so it's unknown. Yeah, my Klingons have a plus five to they charisma. They do not. Have Theirs you ever seen a Klingon that charismatic as fuck? There is in strength, yep. and you know, constitution yep. and strength. Yep, and then number three is charisma, but they rolled really, really well on their stats, so it still gave no. them a high. no. No, you know it goes to dexterity because they have to do a lot of uh, like athletic shit. They are not dexterous. Are you kidding? That's a that's. They're also not charismatic. Wait, and athletic is strength based. Acrobatics is dexterity based. Acrobatics, they do that too. They are not. There is not a single acrobatic <laughs> thing on on this universe. None of them are in the Olympics doing backflips uh, and no. shit. It's not happening. That's how you lose a toe. Right, okay. Uh, I genuinely thought we were still in the outtakes, but no, this is the intro to the show. Shit. Hello, oh everybody. Oh my god, hi. Sorry, hi. We, got, we got distracted. Hi, Majorly. everyone. We're going to be watching Lower Decks today. <laughs> today takes over. Let's go. Let's do it. Give them the charisma. title. Do That's it. my charisma. Oh, the title of the show today? Yep. <clears throat> Without looking or... Yeah, well, no, just give me a guess what you think this episode is called. It starts with a P? Nope. God damn it. <laughs> Uh, this week we will be watching season three, episode nine of Star Trek Lower Decks, which is called Trusted Sources. That's what I was going to say. Uh huh. Uh huh. And I don't think this episode is going to be about their favorite condiments. I think this is going to be like a spy-based episode. I'm hoping for any predictions before we go in. Um, I predict this episode will be fast-paced, a lot of fun, hard to sin and enjoyable all at the same time welcome to the last eight episodes of season five of captain's pod <laughs> all of those things well i i wholeheartedly agree so without further ado let's head over to the holodeck to watch the episode and we will see you in 10 forward for a full debrief Serenos. Welcome to 10 Forward, the part of the show where we grab a drink from the replicator and share our immediate thoughts and feelings on the episode we just watched. Most important question first, what would you like from the replicator? Mariner's Tears, please. Oh, Mariner's Tears this episode. Mariner's Righteous Tears for once. Like, not often is that the case. Spoiler. Well, oh, spoiler. we should probably have spoiler at oh, some point. Yeah. Spoilers for the show. Surprise Fuck. anybody Shit. listening. Live listeners. Yeah. A week we after the episode cusses, has come out. Yeah. Cusses and spoilering happening. Yeah. All of the things. How many how many banners do I hear? Cussing. 14. Okay, so for spoilers. anyone listening to the podcast, this is specifically relating to the Twitch live show where Danae is putting up a ton of banners that are warning people that there is cussing and spoilering. Um I'll try and get a <laughs> screenshot of this and share it. <laughs> Oh my god, it's a mess. Uh, Join us yeah. live if you can on our CSPN uh, YouTube yeah. page or on Twitch. This is why we yeah. don't do many things live. It's absolute chaos. Right. So what um, about you? What are you gonna what are you gonna have from the replicator today, Captain? Me, I'm going to have all of the, the filling from the pies that have been wasted. So that I'm gonna redirect that disposal unit to just send me the filling. It can get rid of the crust and the pastry, but I want all of that filling in a jar and I'm just gonna spoon it into my gullet. It's not, it's, it's, I have questions about that scene. Can we just yeah. jump to it or? No, no, um, no, you have to do the recap, recap. It's okay. probably a sin anyway, isn't it? So let's save it for engineering. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. I love your internal implosion face when you, you want to say something <laughs> and your cheeks just puff out like a puff of fish. Just like, I can't They're say holding it. it in. Must contain. They're holding it in, yeah. My cheeks yeah. are very powerful. Yeah, right. Okay. Um, the crew of the Cerritos is on a mission that is apparently a new mission called Operation Swing By, which is oddly similar to what their original mission actually already was, to check in and do second contact with species that have been first contacted and abandoned for some reason. Um, with the slight rub of the Federation News Network, a reporter from them is coming to observe and interview people, and um, the ship has to be held together with lies and blue tack um, until a secret lies upon one of the two planets with which they are visiting, to whom eventually Mariner leaves the ship. So, wow. overall thoughts that and feelings. That sounded like a Danae recap right there. It really there. did. I was channeling Danae. I really was. Oh, were you? Yeah. <laughs> well done. So, Initial thoughts and feelings, Danae. How did you like the episode? Um, I don't know. This one was difficult for me. For I feel like I feel like it was a very disjointed episode mm. in an, in an interesting way, right? Like where 
we have a forced tension. This is the third act cliche of a season is what's <laughs> yes, happening. It really is. Yes. So we, we suddenly have Ding. a lot of tension that happens as we kick into the next few episodes that'll probably drive the rest of the season. And this is definitely an episode where we're going, we're really digging back into the relationship where I feel like they're going back in to highlight the discomfort between the mother and the daughter, um, which was sort of, I, I remember when we watched that first episode, it was like, oh, we're, this is a theme that we're going to hit. Mm -hmm. um, and we really haven't. So I'm not surprised to see it here on screen. And I'm not surprised that Mariner kind of needs her little, you know, her little arc that's like, I'm good, guys, uh, because mm. everybody, including myself, for a split second, believed that she was up to no good. Mm -hmm. um, and then she started some trouble in the neighborhood. Uh, she got in that one little fight and her yeah. mom got scared. Her mom did you know? get scared. Yeah. And then she was moving with her auntie and uncle to, to Starbase uh, 8. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right what, what was the moment that you realized that, because you said it had you fooled for a little bit. Was there a moment yeah. where you thought, oh, no, no, she was saying good things. Everyone else did it. I knew that something was wrong. There was two. There's two times, and they're definitely sin. So I hopefully will just skip over them yeah. later. Uh, where there is somebody that's in command who can hear or see Mariner potentially doing something she's not supposed to. Everybody knows she's not supposed to talk to the reporter. They either hear her say that she's going to go talk to the reporter, or they see her go talk to the reporter, and they don't stop it from happening. Which tells mm. me that the story needs her to talk to the reporter. And it's like, okay, why is that? Mm -hmm. So that's my first kind of like mm -hmm. something's not you know. So they're doing something here. Um, but yeah, basically the moment that everybody started shunning her, uh, like as soon as she walks out, everybody was shunning her. I was like, oh, she didn't actually say anything. It was pretty clear because they wouldn't turn everybody against exactly. her. Like as that. soon as yeah. it goes like 100% the opposite direction, you're like, this is too one note, therefore there must be something else to it. So as soon as she got in there and wasn't even allowed to speak or explain, I was like, everyone is so yeah. deep into this they're going the only thing that happens next is that they all have egg on their face because she was the only one that mm -hmm. was saying nice things all of the stories were coming from everyone else who was also there and was also present the the time i would have bet money on it was when uh they were like going over what there, there was like a whole list of things and um yeah and she was like she was just like i didn't I didn't do I didn't do anything wrong. There was like mm -hmm. this one moment I would have been like, yeah, for sure. And it, yeah. it, there was like the rejection of the people. And then just just after that, it was all the specific things. Oh, it was when the reporter was talking to the captain when she was listing mm. out all the things. I was like, hmm. something's up. Yeah, this is very something's categorical. Up, yeah. My other little thing was that, man, they need her to be off the ship. I yeah. wonder what disaster is about to happen next. Because you always have to put somebody off the ship so that you have a character that can come back and save the day or didn't. whatever. But, but didn't. that didn't happen, which confused no. the heck out of me. I was like, don't you do unconventional storytelling? What are you doing? Oh, it's great. That's one of the reasons I like the, this yes. show and I don't mind these episodes. But the other thing that was interesting about this episode as why as why I felt it was disjointed is, you know, they there is this moment they go on to that second planet. So like the first planet is fine. They don't need any help. The second planet needs help, but it's been invaded by this species I'm not familiar with. I know you mm -hmm. are. Um, but they don't really even go back to it and revisit it or address it or anything. And so <laughs> it just kind of felt like, wait, what was the purpose of this episode? And the purpose of this episode for the season is probably getting Mariner off the ship and going the archaeologist kind of route, which we thought was going to happen oh, whenever yeah. we saw that episode. Uh -huh. totally so that was sense. kind of, yeah, I remember being like, man, to, to give the characters a chance to do something outside of Starfleet. Mm. It was really cool. And to have them actually do that within the season is even cooler because yeah. it means that they're not afraid of making that choice quickly, which is awesome. Yeah. I love that. And it that. really fits Mariner as well. Like It does. I hope she's happy. There's only so much you can say, I hate Starfleet and I don't want to be here before you actually go and do something about it. Because there are millions of options yeah. of what you can do. It doesn't have to be the military. Yep. So, um, but I, I, I don't. I don't know what's going to happen in the next, like, this is a setup for, like, a stage setup for whatever might come next, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm a little bit worried because I think Mariner is a better fit outside of Starfleet. And my curiosity is if they're going to shoehorn her back in because we, the audience, love Mariner. Yeah. So, I think that's pretty much good. That almost has to happen. Um, probably, probably. Overall, for me, not a fan of this episode. And that really, really hurts me to say. Like, I love this show so, so much. And there are... I just have to be okay that there are going to be some episodes that don't get me. The finale, there's nothing to not like about the finale, but it is just like kind of a gimme. Like it's kind of, let's introduce a new ship, let's get some phases, 
let's blow up the Cerritos again. Like, I'm going to enjoy that. Um, and the references to the Breen and the Anarans was great. But the episode overall, other than the fanservice-y reference bits, I wasn't a big fan of the rest of it. It just yeah. felt a bit like, we've, we've done this, we keep doing this. The the rub, the only thing that really saves it is that Mariner leaves. Like, this isn't just a all's well that ends well at the end of the episode. There is a consequence here. Um, and I'm not even saying I want Mariner off the ship. I want to see her. I want to see her in the show. I want her to be here. But I'm just really tired of this lack of progression. This, like, these arcs aren't really going anywhere. Tendi and Rutherford are getting some good arcs that I'm yeah. seeing. Mariner's arc hasn't moved for the last well this entire season i don't think boimler's arc has moved a little bit where he's being bold boimler but he's taken such a back seat in almost every episode that we're not really seeing we're not really seeing that kind of come to fruition or mean anything day to day so i'm just i think i'm feeling a little bit stagnant um a little bit where are these people going and Mm -hmm. how long do i stay invested in the characters as much as i love seeing them each week I'm not seeing them do anything. That's the that's the crux that I'm in is this is setting the stage for change. So they've taken Mariner off the ship. They've put her in a position where she's either going to enjoy it or she's going to find something that she doesn't like about it because it needs Starfleet structure. Realize that there's a Starfleet structure she's de- like she's designed to enjoy. Go back mm-hmm. into it. Be welcomed with open arms. Save the day. And then what happens after that? Like it. Is the we crew have another argument going... and she ends up in the break again. Like, are we I just mean, going to keep staying in this loop? I feel like it's a time for the show to grow through into when they're in command because mm-hmm. they're clearly, and this is weird, right? Because, because we're the watching show's them. Lower Decks. It's called Lower Decks, but like we're seeing these people that are clearly designed for that like leadership at this point. They're mm. they're really good together. So when do we get to see them not just go on like haphazard adventures and lead their way? amongst each other but can Mm. they lead a crew and is the show going to move them into that position and then bring in a new lower decks crew for us to enjoy that would be really smart it would be mad and shows have done this like house at the end of season three fired everybody and then season four is a brand new you still have the old characters that dip in but it's cycled through the supporting cast quite a bit and when i saw that i was like show's over not gonna happen and it's brilliant some of the best houses set after season three so i can it's it like you could look back in 20 years and just be like that's exactly what happens and it makes total sense it's hard to see that when the show is so linked to boimler marin attendee rutherford but i would i would love it if they did that i think that would be really really smart i think it'll make the show really really fresh even if we move ships the only the big setback with doing that is and this sounds weird but star trek hasn't done it before so the each series is almost like inexorably linked to the ship and the crew like Mm. voyager is that ship and that crew ds9 is that space station and that crew same with tng it would be and maybe that's why calling it star trek lower decks and not star trek cerritos or something like that is really really smart because we could change ships we could change everything about the show and just make it really really fresh and just have them pop in as cameos i really actually hope that's the direction they go because i thought we're going to get a bit stagnant in the next couple years otherwise if anything, I think the writers have shown that they have what it takes to create really fun content for a lot of different people to enjoy. And they continue to do things that we love. Like we got to go revisit a Picard situation and I can't wait to mm, talk about that. So I, I'm, I'm going to stick along for the Lower Decks ride. Oh, of course. Um, I am, and I'm, I'm really in. curious what they're going to do. Yeah, I'm having so much fun. It's in the time period that I want them to be exploring, the 2380s to 90s. Um, I am all, I'm still all in for the show. I'm just expressing some frustrations that this episode has really summed up but yeah um so really really interesting that they revisit the planet um anara and brecca with the felicium and whatnot because we've talked about this episode on the show did you like did that twig yeah so i didn't i didn't recognize the words right away but when they started Mm. to tell the story of the two planets where one of them had like provided a drug and gotten like really addicted and then like essentially they broke the addiction and left Mm mm-hmm that was really I'm like, what a fun planet it's to revisit wild. what is happening yeah. you know in here and for them to have found their new addiction of fitness was very interesting so, i wondered if we were going to dig into that and like go on a weird journey but they popped uh-huh. out and went to the neighboring planet which i'm glad they did but it looks like that planet was completely obliterated by a an entire like bad guy species i didn't remember yeah Br- the brain the brain not the cheese the brain 
Um, so, so much to, so, so, so much to unpack there. It is one of the classic episodes of TNG where the debate is, fuck you, Picard. Like, that is a unbelievably fucked up thing you did. You have no idea if this is going to turn out great or not. So what, what a perfect thing to revisit that they didn't revisit in this episode. Like, they gave it, and it's such a, it's, ugh, I love this idea, but they just gave it lip service and moved on as if it was a punchline. When I want to know more, because the for that, anybody who hasn't seen that episode of TNG, there are two planets that have the same species that have evolved together. They have this symbiotic relationship where one has this horrible, horrible disease, and the cure for the disease is on the sister planet. But it turns out that they cured the disease ages ago, but because the other planet's economy depends on providing this drug, they've pretended that if they pretended that the withdrawal symptoms are the disease itself. So they've perfected this drug so, so much that if they're off it for like a day, they'll start getting withdrawal. So they think they're dependent. Picard sweeps in, finds out, and refuses to repair their ships, which means that they technically aren't getting involved in breaking the Prime Directive, but they're stopping the drugs from getting to the planet that's being abused. The big question there is that you've got the planet that is dependent on the drug will go through horrible withdrawal and whatever that comes with. The other thing is that he is crippling the economy of another planet who now has devoted their entire planet's resources to making this drug that they can't sell to anybody. And what does that mean? And it looks like that planet fell into chaos and left them open to be invaded by the Breen. Um, I really hope that we get back to that and that we see what the Breen how the Breen managed to do that. Are the Breckians okay? <laughs> because Picard has got some answering to do. Um, but that's all in all in the, the sins and, and whatnot, especially. But that's that's basically what we're revisiting in this episode. I understand. Like I wanted to kind of know like what happened, but then didn't the mural just solve it all? <laughs> For one planet. Like the, uh, yeah, they had like true. the horrible withdrawal and then found fitness, but we don't know anything about what happened to the Breckians. Like I was expecting it to be like, hey, because you killed their economy, yeah. they all killed each other and they died. Yeah, you're right, and and that got um like short. That was shortened quite a bit by the idea of just having an invasive species mm. that like, and it was weird. Okay, because like right after that, so so they go to from the first planet to the second planet to see if there's more interesting things happening because they're trying to launch this program for that the Cerritos is essentially like testing out the revisiting of for second contact yeah, and making it more by. of a protocol swing the swing, the by, swing yeah. by thing yeah and i have so some the first, issues with that <laughs> yeah so the first planet is like yeah we don't really need a swing by see you later and so they go to the second planet because they're really wanting to get this um program off the ground right and so they mm -hmm. go over there the breen have annihilated essentially the entire planet and maybe the last living person is outed by the ransom guy mm -hmm. who finds him in an alley yeah and then the bad guy breen murders pew, pew, pew. them yeah in front of our very eyes um and then they zap back to the ship in an emergency beam situation mm -hmm. and when they get back to the ship they're saved by a new ship mm-hmm Okay, so this new ship zooms yep. in. Turns out it's an automated ship. There's no life mm. form on board. I really want to hear your thoughts about this part. I thought, I, were you freaking out? It looked really cool. Oh, it's really, really I have loads and loads of thoughts. Okay, okay, yeah, okay. yeah. So, and then when the guy in charge of the like admiral? programs of the admiral yeah. person, when he comes on screen, he instead of being concerned about the brain, he's like. Check out this new ship we made. <laughs> Look at it. It's so pretty. We can tell you about it now. And I think that's part of why I found this episode jarring. It's like, are we not concerned about the death of an entire planet? Are we yeah. looking for more life forms on there? Because the show pivots so quickly into pretty new ship and yeah. Mariner is gone. It's kind it's of like, like, hey, don't whoa, look over whoa, whoa, here. Look wait. over here. We, yeah. we actually want to know what happened to the people, especially those who are like yourself, are really interested in the storyline mm -hmm. from Next Generation. Mm -hmm. And... It's always going to be the the downside of doing the whimsy and doing the fun stuff and doing the get to the joke stuff is that you miss some of the um, you miss some of the logic of the meat on the bone plot, which is cool, new ship, oddly convenient, it but also there's suspicious. a planet that's really really in trouble it down was there. Highly suspicious. It's it's so like, odd. It's like hey, the collapse of this potential 
revisit a planet program, but mm. you were saved by the ship. And I'm like, was that a setup? Happens to be nearby. Happens uh, to like, there's probably only Admiral one or two is, of these. Is he a dark guy? Is he the one that's kind of behind the scenes, you know, doing the thing with uh, the oh, Rutherford robot? Rub- Rutherford? Yeah. yeah. Is he, uh, you know, because yeah, it's possible. I don't know. But it seems strange, doesn't it? It, it was it was it odd. ended it was, really jarringly for me, which I think is I one of the reasons I'm not. I didn't enjoy this episode as much as I yeah liked. Yeah, yeah. It's it's like we had some things that we wanted to take off this episode and didn't have a way to tie them all together. Like we want to go to Anara and do the Felicium stuff. We want the Breen. We want the new ship, and we want Beckett off of the ship. And then just did all of those things in the episode with not a great way to thread them all together. Um, yeah. We'll do a super quick background on the Breen. Um, The Breen get mentioned a few times in TNG, but we don't see them until Deep Space Nine. Um, And they are an alien species that that lives in the, the... I think they live in the Beta Quadrant. But when the nasty Dominion come from the Gamma Quadrant, they team up with the Cardassians, the Breen and the Klingons for a little bit. But it's mainly the the Cardassians and the Breen that cause this big Dominion war that keeps getting referenced. Um, And yeah, we just see them do a lot of nasty things. They are aliens. We never see their faces. They're just in these helmets because they need them for atmosphere and to keep the temperature down, I think. The books go into detail about exactly who they are and what they look like, but I don't think they're strictly canon, so we won't be talking about that. But yeah, they're just bad guy aliens. Okay. They're they're pretty one note as far as we've seen in Deep Space Nine. We don't know much more about them. Um, Something else that sort of disappointed me this episode, and I don't mean to like poo-poo on it the entire time, but something... Shit on it. (laughs) We're in the good section, by the way. (laughs) I know, I know. We're kind of like reviewing it all. I, I uh-huh. should I should focus on my on my positives. Let's but, do some positives, yeah. Um, but one of the things that before we before I get to that, because <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. I want to finish mm-hmm. my thought, is like I thought that maybe the reporter had something against the captain because it seemed like there was a little bit of an ominous, uh, ominous, ominous, ominous. <laughs> wow, ominous. an ominous like entry, like when she Manelium. got there and mm-hmm. and kind of pulled in, it seemed like maybe. There was this sort of ominous music playing or something, and I mm-hmm. thought, oh, there's something here. I mean, maybe it's because she. Ends well, that would up- be the trope, wouldn't it? Yeah, I guess so. But I thought there might be history too. Like maybe mm. she came loaded with information or something. Oh yeah, so, I mean, when it ended up, she definitely raised a lot of questions about the yeah. burrito. Uh huh. When when Freeman immediately reacts to seeing the to, to seeing the reporter, I was like, oh, you know her somehow. I was like, no, this is just a stereotypical. Captain doesn't yeah. want to be invaded. This episode, by the way, triggered me so, so freaking hard with my previous career. Because whenever you... So I, in a former life, I was a, a retail manager for many, many years. And whenever you would have a visit from your regional manager or from a visitor or somebody important, it is just... And anyone who's worked in retail will probably know this. The biggest load of bullshit that you have to go through. Because... <laughs> You have to cover up all of the cracks, not give them the real story, let them know that everything is fine, profits are up, morale is high, and everything is great. You have tons of people to work with. And you do the things you've never done. Like, you're cleaning the like the, the keys in between the cash register. You're, like, emptying bins that have never been emptied. You're, like, dusting the top shelf that nobody will ever see. You're filling stuff to make it all look nice and beautiful. And it's just bullshit. Like, I feel for Mariner just, like, so hard that... You're putting on this front that you really want to put your best foot forward, but it's all a lie, and it hurt me today. It reminded me of my life before this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But at the same time, it's important to think about cleaning up every once in a while, and if not when someone visits them, what is life? I mean, I don't really have Because the you same... should have a regular routine of cleaning. It should not just be because somebody is here. You should do the right thing even when nobody is watching. Okay. Right, true, sure. Yeah, that's how I live my life. I'm not at all motivated by house cleaning when someone's <laughs> going to come over. <laughs> I'm motivated by like house cleaning the day before the house cleaner gets there because I'm like, I don't want it to be a complete mess. <laughs> no, I, I've, there's a lot of things about Lower Decks that has that same kind of pain level for real life. Certainly one of them. I'm sorry that you felt that way. Do you need to talk about it some more? Oh, you have some like totally. therapeutic really? Okay, go ahead. Like, no, 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 I'm good. It, it, Do you mean to give you just... an evaluation after this? I would love that. I would do it right now. Evaluate me on the deck. Okay. Well, first of all. (laughs) (laughs) You hate me. (laughs) I have decided to change over from a 
ranking system of one to ten to stars. You know, so. Wait, okay. <laughs> the stars good? Like, mm. I am okay. Sorry, sorry. Apologies to the podcast listeners. There is some love in in the live chat at the minute for my retail woes, which makes me gives me confidence that out there, podcast listeners, some of you working in retail will also feel the pain of of working through regional and district visits and the nonsense you have to go for to pretend that you have your shit together. <laughs> Wouldn't it be awesome if? if it was as it's meant to be and they would just show up and and i mean so that would always this is such a sidetrack but there there is always that voice in the corner that says well why are we going to all of this extra effort why don't we just let them see how it really is and they just get death stares it's like you fucking insane no of course we're not gonna do that no we're, we're still gonna put the best foot forward we're still gonna make up all of this shit nothing the only thing worse than doing all of that work is letting them see what the shop is actually like <laughs> You know, <sighs> I am thankful I didn't really have to work in retail for very long. But I did I have like happy for you. I had two. I fact, off the top of my head, I think I had two retail jobs, but they were really laid back, and one of them was just for one summer, so I didn't have to like bank a career on it. Mm. But you're, I mean, you're not wrong. You're not wrong, which is Thank why you. I'm giving you five stars out of. Well, that's a sliding scale depending on you know which room of the ship you're in and i also sprinkle in a little tenure as you do mm -hmm. in job yeah. reviews good yeah thank mm -hmm. you just there's mm -hmm. a dangling the carrot great you're now allowed to do the job that you're you, you didn't like for the rest of your life <laughs> right okay can we get um, to the good stuff now gosh to the good stuff tell me some good stuff <laughs> send me the positives um oof, wow not very many uh <laughs> 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 oh that's amazing I, I think my favorite part is the the new ship showing up because it's fun to see a new ship the space battle was fun but that's not surprising because i always like the space battles when they pop up on screen um and of course i thought i i'm glad to see some momentum with the breaking up of the the characters because it tells me that they're going to be doing some stuff with the structure that does excite me but those are all things we kind of covered already so there really wasn't anything surprising in this one for me that I was like, oh, shit. But probably my favorite part is the brief montage um, when the reporter is kind of cycling through and telling everyone like, or answering the question. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's the, the whole like what tell us about what it's like mm -hmm. to live like life on the Cerritos kind of a thing. Um, and it's going through. Everyone's like, I like living on the Cerritos because of a blind. It shows the, the, the porpoises. You know, talking about partying and <laughs> eating fish. and yep. So there was like this kind of clever montage. Kayshawn, just like, they turned me into a puppet. Nobody judged me. <laughs> uh, but I really loved the, the moment when the uh, the guy who speaks in metaphors popped in. Yes, Kayshawn. Yeah. And his response was that his time on the Cerritos was like the cave and blah, blah, blah. And this, the, <laughs> the reporter's like, you lived in a cave? And, amazing. And it's his way of communicating. And that's oh, a clever character so that I want to know more about. You know, they get yeah. to really play around that character. We've talked about that before on the season of uh, Captain's Pod, but I really enjoyed that one. And it was a clever way to piece it all together. All of that conveniently missing missing from the reporter's uh, you know, oh, of thing course. That they did, Anything of course, positive. But, yeah. <laughs> Clever editing. But they um, did show Mariners. Yes. But they only showed Mariners to point out that she then kicked her off the ship for talking Ma to Ma'am, it's almost like the media has an agenda and isn't always giving us just the facts. Stares into camera. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like on the podcast when, you know, there needs to be that like long pause. Yeah, I'll, I'll add a look. And then, With like, like cricket noises or something. Or um, like the X-Files music. Because it's a bit spooky. Dum, 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 Anyone, dum, some, dum. Anyway, somebody somebody clip that quote about the media and put it somewhere. <laughs> yes, clip, clip, clip away. Do it, clip it. Right, my positives I've already talked about. To be honest, I like the cool new ship. Um, I'm amazed we don't... I Like, man, this is... Oh, I'm about to say something negative. No, I'll say that. See, this is a yeah, difficult one. Just, I'll just talk it. about the show. We, we can't keep it in segments today. Sorry. So the, the ship, I do like it because. So the, the, the cool, cool thing is that Lower Decks has now introduced its own ship. So, I mean, obviously it's done that because it did it with the the Cerritos. Damn it! The Burritos with the Cerritos. But it's introduced a, a new ship that isn't in the canon. And now it is. And it's. It's a new ship. It's cool. It's the Alameda or whatever, or the Allegro, Alida, Alida, Alida. It's a Texas class. I wasn't paying attention. It'll be named something in Texas, and it's automated. It's just incredible. Amarillo. 
yeah, that too. It's just amazing to me that we're still talking about drones in the future and like automated ships. Like, if that decision hasn't been made by 2390, it's never being made and it's never happening. Like, the automated, of course, that's the easier way to do it. It's safer, it's more cost effective, everything should be unmanned. But us as humans like to be out there and we like to actually see things and touch things and invade them and and breach the prime directive with them as much as possible wow so i guess i'm just amazed that this drone ship hasn't already happened and i'm interested to see what the motivation to do it now is like was it because of the dominion war like why do we now need unpersoned ships but hey it looked cool i can answer that for you go for it reasons you're welcome gosh am i good at this you're amazing and also why did the the alido's um torpedoes work (laughs) torpedo and the cerritos's spread of torpedoes got taken out do they have different weapons i'm guessing yeah i don't know let's just say that after quite a few episodes that would be very difficult to sin we have found one that if we watched it several times we could find a lot uh Mm -hmm. of things to sin inside of it so but like I said, I do like that we've re- revisited one of Picard's infamous planets that he Me fucked too. up. Um, love that. Um, not necessarily what I wanted to see, but I love that we were doing it. Um, uh, I, you I know guess what else? that's I, it. There was this one moment when they were on the first planet of now athletic, athletically addicted people, right? Mm-hmm. And it's a, a, a the the beefy first. Uh, ransom ransom he, he's who was awful like he, he drives oh, he's me crazy an awful person. he's awful i'll get to more about him, my sins on him i guess here yeah. in a second but um he he's like so how many reps do you do or like how much can you bench press or something he asked them that and the the person says we don't work out for numbers we do it to quiet the voices in our head <laughs> it's dark as heck and nobody <laughs> questions that this like, planet I, still needs was, help Oh, there was so much there. We could have spent an entire episode just exploring their curiosities. And maybe that's part of what they're doing, you know, with the writing is leaving a lot up to the imagination. I don't know. Yeah, perhaps. But that that cracked me up. I thought that was funny because it's like, we don't do it for the numbers. We do it to for health, I was thinking. Or it was just to quiet the voices in our head. Um, Yeah, man, it's tricky. It's really, really tricky because the TNG episode would have spent the whole thing there revisiting and doing that stuff. Lower decks isn't, but has done in the past. So it's. I'm interested to know what the direction is with one episode left. Yeah, is it just one? Wow. Oh, sorry. Yes, it is. Yeah, that's the last one. Really? Yeah. yeah. So this was episode. Okay. Wait, is it? I don't know because I don't pay attention because I'm not captain. Episode nine. Yeah, yeah. Episode ten. So I we have next week's am the last shocked. One. Oh, that's that's the finale. Oh, so this is like absolutely third act conflict cliche at its finest. Yeah, that's finest. why like I laughed so much because oh. it literally is. It's to set up the finale. Yeah, well, everything makes sense. Well, then they're gonna have Mariner not rejoin Starfleet until the next season. They're gonna I, leave I that on that a cliffhanger. Makes sense. Yeah. yeah, I think so. I mean, if the whole crew gets disbanded, it would be interesting. <gasps> Ooh, like prediction. Okay, yes. out of order. Sorry, Captain. I feel we don't do like... that segment anymore. Don't worry. <laughs> so I think then what would be really fun to see is if Mariner's group of friends, Boimler, Rutherford, hold on, Tendi. <laughs> oh my God, I'm doing it. I'm doing, doing it. it. I'm so proud. I think it's just those three, right? It's just that group. And then Mariner, isn't that just the yeah, four of them? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Okay, I feel like they might like take a ship and go save Mariner or something. Like maybe that's them leading as they actually take a crew with them. Maybe. Ooh, that'd be fun. Maybe they all leave Starfleet. I can't. No, there's no way no, they're leaving no Starfleet. Tendi no is on. No. She's on the captain's path. There's no way. What if there's like a ten-year time jump and they recast all of the animated characters without explaining anything? Like staring to Game camera. of Thrones, House of the Dragon style. Yeah, that, that was my joke. Yeah. <sighs> Fuck all that. Fuck I that hate joke. that show. Right. Um. I think we're pretty much done. Let's go into actually sending some stuff. Um. To engineering. Warning. Warp core collapse in 10 seconds. This is the part of the show where we re-engage our sin brains, remind ourselves that no TV shows without sin, even our beloved Star Trek. Hit it. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine if like Captain That is exactly what Ortegas would do. Pike says hit it, and Ortegas just goes, That'd be amazing. I would love that. 
Oh, man, I found quite a lot. Sinful, we've talked about a lot of it already, but very specifically, why is Mariner covered in blueberry goo before the blueberry eating contest? And why is it dripping through? Why does she have so much that it actually carries with her through the ship as she walks around? It's in the lift. It's in the hallway. It's back in her quarters. Why does she have that much blueberry filling on her before the competition? This was never explained <laughs> maybe it was because the chats already say that they were practicing yes, that yep. is too much practicing before a competition there's not you don't need to be eating before a competition and it's right uh, before no, the agreed. competition agreed no totally agree Done. unless like it's obviously because she's practicing but i don't understand how she's practicing like there is some logic to don't go in completely starving because as soon as you eat you'll then psychologically you'll get full up so she's like pre-gaming she's like like jogging Enough she's to warming drip up it i through guess the entire but, ship yeah my so big sin is that she's walked all the way from wherever she was back to lower decks and she's still trailing blueberry stuff like everywhere. is it in her sleeve is it does she have like a little pocket in her leg that she's releasing it everywhere like so much blueberry jam <laughs> uh, i'm sorry did you just ask if mariner has a pocket in her leg in her trouser leg that makes more sense yeah that she's like releasing guess, all of it yeah guess who didn't see that in her imagination right away oh. i was like a oh. skin pocket? Gross. Yeah, skin pockets. We all have skin pockets. Gross. We're all marsupials mm-hmm. at heart, really. <laughs> <laughs> so many blue. Moving on. So Moving on. Moving on. Um, so, this was a great one. Did they just fucking surprise the Anarans? Because, like, and I'm sure I'm pronouncing that wrong, but they beam down to the planet, like, hey, no welcome party, and then they're walking around and just like, I guess they're all okay and whatnot. You didn't no hail them. You didn't, nope. like say hey by the way we're swinging through on this unsolicited mission did you want to prep the place ready for us to arrive so it doesn't look like we're expecting it to look like and then bounce off of that the fact that they landed right in front of somebody who could kind of basically speak on behalf of the population right you know it wasn't somebody who wasn't prepared to communicate (laughs) it's just insane that they don't give them a heads up like this would be scheduled months and months and months in advance it wouldn't just be hey 17 years later hi guys we're swinging in no fuck you get on my planet like Mm -hmm. just insane that they didn't like scan i don't know how they didn't scan for the breen on the planet eve right i think the breen have some sort of cloaking technology or something still you didn't scan that there were no brekkians on the planet or they're mm-hmm. all underground or some shit like mm-hmm. i'm baffled highly that, suspect baffled that away missions exist like <laughs> all of this should be found out before you need to get on the planet it's insane insane yeah there's a, this was an, an episode that was just ripe with things like why are you doing that this doesn't seem logical and we're talking about a cartoon mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's in the star trek universe so like obvious obviously there's going to be some things that make no sense to us as earth people (laughs) yes yes you know but then there's things like if in our simulation inside the show the captain is devoted to not having this this reporter come near mariner and her friends Mm. but then takes her directly by where they sleep I mean, it's to get the That's awesome an view. Sin. Yeah, but still, but there's you, other places to get a good view from. Yeah, no, yeah. totally agree. That's, it's a great view because you're right over something cool. I get that, but then you would go when they're sleeping for sure, yeah, or you whatever. Make sure they're not there. You if she's them still to covered in blueberry, else. it happened like moments later. It's like you yeah. know what? We're just gonna go ahead. They're all there. So it's like the show just keeps making questionable decisions, mm-hmm. even for itself like even for its <laughs> even own for rules it, exactly even for, its own internal only, rules not only its own rules within the show but within the exact episode like yes. they're saying <laughs> i don't want to do this and then they do it's it was very do the thing yeah no, totally that's a perfect way to say it um so on that away mission as well it's like hey let's split up and look out everywhere ransom and shacks just walk off on their own like do not send people in a sketchy ass situation off on their own okay so can we talk about that for a second because Mm -hmm. they said phasers out something is not right there was never a split up no one said split up they They just just decided to fuck phasers out something's not right and instead of staying together they split up it was like what is going on right now were you expecting freeman to look over her shoulder and be like wait where the fuck are you guys i didn't say split up yeah, it literally so was... Conv- uh, it, they should not be walking on their own. They really shouldn't. They really should have just beamed up straight away and sent some There's something wrong here. Let's all go different ways. Yeah, let's not do that. That's a dumb idea. Ugh. Ugh. Um, so when they're on Anara and <laughs> they realize everything is fine and 
the uh, the, fed, the the reporter is like, oh hey, I guess everything is is great, and Freeman just like pushes, grabs the camera and pushes it out of the way, and I'm like, nothing says suspicious than get that camera out of my face. Like if she's trying to keep up some sort of front, trying to silence the media is not the way to do it. Like no. you're that is on film. Like just because yeah. you chucked it out the way, they have that recorded, and that's going to be cut and cropped and used to make you look sketchy as heck. Um, I would send the fact that on a ship that is f- from the future, where one can <laughs> communicate from the present, shut up, where one can communicate, you know, a, like just instantly, yeah. or tell the entire ship, don't talk to Mariner. You know, like we have this capability. <laughs> yeah. Why are you relying on a note taped to a door to cancel yeah. the pie eating contest? Mm-hmm. I mean, it ship looks cool. Yeah. It looks cool. Why not just make an announcement? We don't need to, like, they had to go find paper and crayons, apparently, because yes, it crayons. was really shoddy looking. <laughs> and tape. They got a child. Then they had to find a child <laughs> to draw the sign for them. And then, and then stick it up onto the, the yeah. doors. Also, when you that just... door opens. Yeah. <laughs> Shink, and it Shink. does. Oh, it does open. Thing. Oh, guys. The first yeah. person has to go in. Ruins that to sign. Remove, it ruins it. Yeah. It yeah. was very That's amazing. I love mm-hmm. it. Um, wait, you're leaving the bird counselor in charge of the ship? Why is that a thing? Why is that a thing? <laughs> well, like, I don't was that to... I assumed it was like a like a guest appearance of a voice or something. Like, like why would they give the ship to <laughs> I don't I really don't know. Do you know like that, is? that I, actor I is great and just give him something to do, but I I really don't get it. Like I I mean the counselors have a rank. Like um Deanna is a lieutenant and then eventually a lieutenant commander, but she can be in charge of the ship technically, but there have got to be other options than the bird counselor, surely. I sinned so much in our first part that I really kind of have covered a lot of my confusing mm, uh, yeah, notes kind of did here. As well. But I think the last one would be, and this maybe just speaks to the captain being a little bit biased and, and frustrated with her daughter and her assumptions about what mm. her daughter said in the interviews, but how is the captain more worried about Mariner than Ransom? who during his interview turns oh into goodness. a total fuckwad to the reporter. Absolute pervert, yeah. And just like... Sexual predator. sexual... Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just like, hey, what are you going to be doing later on tonight? And then like on the buff, meaty workout play, like, kiss your muscles situation. <laughs> and like, she's clearly just like, get the fuck away from me. I don't know why anybody would want him on your crew, let alone first officer. Is that... Co- it's kind of like, maybe I feel like he represents the old school Star Trek character that you've described before where like they're hypersexual and they yeah. just fuck all the aliens. He's That's Shatner's essentially Captain what Captain Kirk, but if he was number one. Like it's definitely a throwback to that cowboy era of Star Trek of Starfleet, yeah. What's great is that they even reference that internally in Voyager. Like they're talking about the good old days and talking about Captain Kirk and they're like, man, what would it have been like to to explore the Wild West like Captain Kirk and Dr. McCoy and just less rules and stuff like that. So even internally, they know that shit was like chaotic back in Kirk's day. And yeah, Ransom is definitely a throwback to that and probably why he's just on a Cali class instead of something bigger. Potentially so. Yeah. Potentially so. uh, Um, uh, Yeah. Well, my last big sim was just really about the ship and how it's suddenly way more effective. It takes out three Breen ship. Like, forget the fact that it's unmanned or unpersoned. It is a, like, destructive powerhouse. It is just yeah. ruining ships Shocking. left and right. Like, the Breen what ships had torpedoes that, does it have? They had that really cool, like, ball shooter. Yeah, the energy beam thing. Yeah, Beam is a ball that hung off the bottom. Carry on. Of the, the hemorrhoid? The phallic jutting part. Yep. Of the green ship, which is kind of like hung penile there. Penile hemorrhoid. Yes. <laughs> of energy. Yeah. You heard it here, folks. That's penile the, that's the cold open if I've ever heard one. <laughs> there we go. Oh, man. I don't want that. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah, there's cool weapons, but they just get wiped out by this drone ship. So, yeah. Anyway, big, big scenes there. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, well, that's it for me today. Okay. Bye, Ambassador. You going to um, hang around for the end? I, I gotta go prepare myself for the last episode um, of because mm. I didn't. I thought we had longer, and so I'm. A, I, I said I was nervous earlier, and I'm even more nervous now because mm. what they've just kind of done to sh- set up the stage for the finale. I'm really. Intrigued. I don't know. I, I gotta go prepare myself. I'm gonna get my snuggie Aww. and a weighted blanket, 
Uh huh. Yeah. And Hot some water bottled bottle. water. Yeah, drink some fluids. Um, in my glass bottle because I'm not trying to continue to use plastic water bottles all mm-hmm. the time. I like that. I like that. Um, the puppies. Mm-hmm. The puppies behind you. They're yeah, your I'll get the puppies. Grab Iris. We'll all just snug down and just prepare for the mental chaos. <laughs> I want to love the finale. I am nervous. Yeah, about I'm nervous it. as well. Um, they usually I've pull off a great finale. Show. I love this show. I'm, and just to remember, like this time. 12 weeks ago, you hadn't seen a single episode of Lower Decks. It's true. I can't believe it's already been 12 weeks. That's crazy. crazy. Because we did the two previous episodes and now we've done nine of this series. So 11 weeks ago. Um, It's awesome. Honestly, I still love this show. I think they'll pull something great off with the finale. I am so excited for season four. Um, I just hope we do something fresh be completely honest but there we go right well thank you for listening everybody everybody in the live chat thank you for joining us on youtube live and on the cinema sins live twitch channel we have emotes and stuff so if you want to come and subscribe for the low low cost of a coffee a month you can do some like cinema sins emotes and stuff and not just for captain's pod for Recotopia as well we've got dings we've got devils holding hearts we've got no if you want to know any more come and have have a look no Um, But yes, that is it for us, everybody. Thank you for listening, everyone. I'm off to a cancel pie eating contest. And I'm going to grab a broom for the Pyrithian bat. (laughs) Nice. Live long and potsper. Thanks for listening. Want to connect with the show? Our hailing frequencies are always open through captainspod at cinemasins.com. Like, comment, and subscribe on your podcast player of choice, and be sure to visit cinemasins.com. How are you doing, Ambassador? Oh, I'm doing good. Good. Hello. Got it. You brought the go music. You know how, like, I made that massive pot of ham and beans that we've been eating on for, like, oh, 10 uh, days now or something? Yeah. Okay. And you know how it's, like, when you would make a portion for me, like, when we decided that we were going to have some, and you, you'd, like, like, I got it, and you'd make a portion for me, and I would get the big bowl, and be like, holy shit, Ian, this is, this is, this a, is a lot, lot of ham and, ham and beans. beans to eat. Yeah. Well, there was a lot yeah. to get through. Yeah. Turns out I'm also really bad at portioning for myself. <laughs> <laughs> So what I did is I kept scooping down into the container to try to find big chunks of meat because... Oh, yeah. You want to get to that meat. Yeah. Of course you do. Yeah. I did things a little differently. So like with his ham and beans, uh, the the extra ham that I had was cubed, like really tiny little cubes of ham. Right. But I usually get a a chunk of ham, like it's pre-cooked ham, and I chunk it up into big chunks and put that in there. So it's kind of hard for me to know, is this bean, is this ham? Because sometimes (laughs) it's a little... Is it just a chunk of fat? So yeah. So then I went down and I found a massive chunk of meat off of the ham hock and I'm like just stabbing at it with my metal spoon to try to get a chunk out and I just kept adding more and more beans thinking that there was meat in there. So then I, I you know, I added some more stock and a little bit of seasoning mm-hmm. and heated it up, got it in the bowl, got my toast ready. I sit down and like there's just Too basically much. there's an insane amount of beans <laughs> and just like the tiniest bit of ham. So now do you take it back when I gave you that massive portion of beans and you're like, yeah. Ian, what the hell are you doing? And I'm like, I'm sorry. I had to find the meat. I had to find I'm the sorry. ham. No, and I get with it, it now. It comes with excess baggage of beanage. It, excess beanage. The bean, ban- yeah, the bean oh. baggage is real. Oh, excess beanage? That's. Yeah. That's not sound very good. Unless that's you're gross. a kitty cat and you have the little toe beans, and then it's, it's so oh, cute. Oh, and then it's really. If you have like a few extra toe beans, that's adorable. You know the solution? Replicators. Oh, no. Oh, get oh. replicators. Every- <laughs> Wait, what did you think the solution was going to be? I don't know. I thought you were going to say a pun or something. I just had a show with Aaron a minute oh, ago, and uh-huh. it's just you know pun central, he which absolutely- is fine. He's very good at them. He is. A- he's very good at it. But yeah, you know, he's setting himself up for a pun. Like I remember the days when that would confuse me when he would say, "Well, you know what you get when you do this with a this," and, and I'd like, be like, what? "No, I'm expecting some knowledge," and he's just like, "Pun." Yeah, like he punches you with a pun. <laughs> punch. A gun punch. A gun. Wait, a pun punch. A gut punch. A gut punch. I did a pun! So, I just sent this feedback. Yeah, oh no. To, wait, 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 wait. You can't, feedback to who about what? 
Well, this is the fun. This no. is the feedback oh, that, this that makes I said. Me nervous. Okay. Was um so if we could have a new revision on this image, that would be great because we're a little concerned that there could be several head tilts when they see these seeds because they look a little ball sackish. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so I I know the other end of this. So this is you sending it to the professional artist saying, hey, your artwork looks like balls. Can you stop listen, it? Listen, listen, I didn't think it looked like balls until it went to the feed, until it went to our writers. And yeah. then our team, our CinemaSense team looked at it and, and one person was like, does anybody else see balls? <laughs> what has been seen cannot be unseen. And then now you that can't it's unsee there. it. No, so can't. yeah, we're going to redo it. Like balls. We'll redo yeah. it. It doesn't look like balls. Hey, Janae, cat. Oh. Brace this yourself, everybody. God damn it. God damn it. <laughs> I cannot thank you enough for mentioning this. And th that will become apparent very quickly. Um, Deadu, sorry if I pronounced that wrong. I love your picture, by the way, with the little puppy. Deadu says, the blueberry stuff reminds me about last week's Captain's Pod and Danae spilling her apple strudel everywhere. Now, <laughs> I would like to thank you so much because I was told that I would forget to talk about this in the show and I had. I had completely forgotten to mention this because we had another strudel incident and I said, this is absolutely perfect for the outtakes and Danae said, you won't remember to put it in the outtakes. This will happen now and you will forget that this ever happened. And I had forgotten until you, my beautiful friend, had mentioned it. So Thanks, dear dear. Uh-huh. We oh, no. were reviewing a script together and there are two of these strudels left. And Danae's like, hey, I'm going to cook these strudels. And I'm like, are you sure? <laughs> like, Is that okay? Can you do it without spilling them onto your laptop, on me, on your child, on the dogs, on I did, Alaska? I did pretty good, How I can thought, you do that? So I thought I did pretty good. Instead, you know, like when a child <laughs> stands next to a microwave and he's just like, I want it, I want it, I want it. Immediate gratification. The problem is when you become an adult <laughs> is that you can stop the toaster oven or the microwave whatever you want and she did so i am just handed <laughs> this strudel that i'm like okay this seems ready she bites into hers and just goes huh that's really cold it's not even remotely close to being cooked i take a big bite and it's fucking frozen like so it, bad. it must have been in the toaster for like maybe two and a half seconds and it's just frozen so yeah there's the no chance of a mess because it's outside. still an ice cube i i made it weird i did i did a really weird <laughs> you thing made it weird. you absolutely made it weird i was so excited i was like sitting on the couch like swinging my feet like a kid <laughs> because <laughs> i was like shoving I the strudel. strudel i got a strudel I'm oh like, I mean, it's a little cold on the inside, but I'm still eating cold. it. It was it's so good. Cold. It's just, yeah, yeah. it's incredible. And I'm just like, this <sighs> is now like basically inedible. There's just it's nothing not I can inedible. do. With... It was still I mean, pretty I ate good. It. It was <laughs> I ate it all, but I was like, this is amazing. This is just. Oh my just, God. This is why we shouldn't be allowed to have things. It's so great. I, I was really excited. I could have put it back in and I could have definitely warmed it up a little bit longer, but it was still. <laughs> I was done. I, I was like, I just want to eat the strudel. <laughs> like, I'm just unfinished. Well, you know that that means is we have to go back, get more, and then try again until just, we... We need to find another adult that can make... Aaron, could you make the strudels <laughs> for us? Because Ian makes them nuclear <gasps> and Danae doesn't cook them. Um. Okay, so this one's from JCD. Post a question. Who would you be the most concerned about learning they're looking for you? Gul Dugat, Elim Garak, or Sela? Huh. I'll, I'll answer this one because I know who all these people are. I have no fucking idea who these people are. Uh, I'm gonna go with Sela because I mean, that's a good shout. S E L, I think like Sela in S E L A H. Sela. I think is it Sela in the Bible? Sela. Is it? Is it? Oh, I'm sorry. saying a different <laughs> fucking word, Captain. Shut your mouth. Just ignoring my pronunciation. Shut your mouth, hole. <laughs> I think Sela in the Bible is like. Pause and think on that. Like it's it's right. like oh, think about what I've said. Like pause and think about it and contemplate it. Interesting. And it, so it's like the end of prayers instead of amen. It's it's I think it's Selah. I'm pretty sure. So my thought, my idea is is that because I'm comfortable with the word Selah, you just drop the H and then it's this person's name. 
uh-huh. would be very afraid of that person because if they approached me, I'd be like, oh, I'm gonna pause and think about this while they prepare to like kick, kick my ass, I'm assuming. I'm assuming mm-hmm. you're asking this because these are all very dangerous people, JCD. They are very dangerous people, not necessarily evil, but they are dangerous. Basically, long story short, an alternate version of Tasha ends up in the past and gets kidnapped by Romulans and they make a baby. So Sela is the offspring of a Romulan guard and Tasha Yar. Are you saying God or guard? Guard, as in prison guard. Okay, okay, okay. Water. Um, so, and Sela has just been raised by Romulans and hates humans and wants to kill humans and Vulcans. Okay. So in theory, depending on when this is, she has the might of the Romulan Empire behind her, which okay. is scary. Gold so you, you don't pause and think on this, you run. You run, you leave. Yeah, yeah you leave. Yeah, you get out of there. Okay, Gold Dukat, depending again on when we're seeing him, kind of heads up the Cardassian military. So then you have the entire military might of Cardassia hunting you down. And God, Elim, I'm popular. Elam Garrick is a good Cardassian, but he kind of runs the Obsidian Order-ish. And he doesn't run it, but he has a lot to do with them. And that's the Tau Shi'ar version for the Cardassians. So it's their secret police. Okay, and at okay. the minute, we think that he's actually the the Castellan or president of Cardassia. So either way, the Cardassians are going to hunt you down. So do you want Cardassians, Cardassians, or Romulans? I already made my choice. Yeah. Well, Garrick scares me the most because he's technically a good guy, but with less morals. And they're the most dangerous people. So I think my answer is Garrick. Um, okay, Josh Zero. I do have a question for the captain. Does Ian feel that Stuart Baird, the director of Nemesis, killed the Star Trek movie franchise, or was it resurrected by J.J. Abrams and streaming shows like Picard? Um, I don't think we can say that streaming shows like Picard have anything to do with the movies, because that Star Trek IV movie just isn't happening. That's killed its, killed its own momentum somehow. Now, there was going to be a fifth star trek tng movie that did like kind of a search for spock but for data and that was going to be the final tng movie that kind of wrapped everything up and some ideas from that were taken and put into star trek picard apparently so i guess yes is the answer is that nemesis was so disliked that they had no momentum to make another tng movie but very quickly like five years later or something no it was probably a bit longer than that. i think it was seven years later we have jj abrams 2009 star trek so it wasn't dead for very long it was kind of in stasis it definitely killed the tng movies without a doubt but star trek is just going to keep coming back like it has survived star trek 5 the final frontier if it can survive that and season two of star trek tng being on concurrently i think it can survive pretty much anything and we've got I think five TV shows now. Star Trek Four could still happen. If not, something else will happen. I'm I'm happy for Star Trek to stay on TV. Like the movies are always kind of nice added extras, but Star Trek on TV is where where I want it to be. Who's your favourite Star Trek character um, from Link? I think it is Data, and mainly because like Brent Spiner is just yeah. an incredible actor. He has the most kind of complete arc. He has an incredible arc that's really consistent and makes sense. Um, he can go from sincere and like compassionate to I'm going to snap your neck because you've hurt my friends so quickly. Um, I, I love him. Uh, Data's definitely my favourite. The most diverse, for sure. For a little android. little android that could. What would yours be, Danae? I think I agree. Yeah. I love Data. Um, he was someone to relate to when I was watching TNG Um where he had that sort of childlike approach where he was Mm. curiously discovering parts of humanity while also being really, really helpful and intelligent in all these different circumstances. So, but it was always interesting to see like through his eyes, how to think about problem solving. And Mm. I really liked that part of the character. A lot of the other characters for me, when I was first introduced to Star Trek were like more parental because I was younger and I'm watching the adults do stuff. So Data was the most, like, for me that I could relate to where he was just asking interesting questions. That makes a lot of sense. I think I go back to Data again, like you said, because Brent Spiner's performance as that character is really fun to watch. Yeah. And I think that they can do interesting things with him as a character where, you know, when they first discover him or when they're first working with him, is he, like, does he have a right to decide? And that was a really Mm. fun... Oh, man. That was huge. curious part of the storyline of Data was here's this android, does he have free will? Or do we own him? And what does that mean? 
Mm. And I think the show liked to explore that and you could see it in the writing. Of course, yeah. Whereas the other things that the writers explored for me were things that you, you're used to seeing, like a love interest. Like I'm used to seeing those stories or yeah. um, just overcoming adversity. I'm, I'm kind of used to seeing those stories. But through the framework of data, there was more there, was more there and it continues to be that way. Even with Picard, um, for example, watching Picard, where we're going back and we're visiting Dr. Soong and these characters and how they played into it, that gave Data even more weight for me. And season one of Picard is another arc of Data's story, which was really interesting to me. Mm. Um, and I think I can appreciate that character even more because I got to watch him so much. So uh, if you're going to go back and maybe watch some Star Trek for the first time, for those of you that are in the chat that were talking about that earlier, um, I think... If I was to start with a list to go through, it would be like the most interesting data episodes. Here's one for me from Link. What if we got Babs to do a recap of the episode? Do it. So first of all, uh, I think Babs should become uh, some kind of a narrator for things with CinemaSins because she's so foul-mouthed and dirty and I think that's just kind of like our brand. So it could work pretty, pretty, pretty well. Mm -hmm. But I think if Babs was to, like Babs is a character in my imagination but she lives inside of a video game in like the 1901 wild wild west so if babs was to talk about S star trek <laughs> yes like, i think she would think that she was like in some sort of a fever dream <laughs> yeah she would she absolutely would yeah she she would so if, if she she would wake up at, from the from a dream about the future and she would be like, she would talk about it. So that's how, that's the approach I'd have to take if, if Babs continues to live fully in that world. Like if I take Babs out and she just lives inside my brain and does whatever I want her to do, like narrate for something like this, then, you know, that's also quite fun. But, I, I, but yeah, if she was to, that's how I would have to approach yeah, the it. The ship gets blown up again. All right. So here's that's the great. thing. Here's a ship. All right. But it's, it's actually not in the fucking world. Eh? Right? I had a dream. I was in darkness like my soul. Soul. Oh yeah, you gotta like really watch out for me there, Captain. Oh, Captain is weird. Captain Captain Dick Fuck. Yeah, that's nice. There we go. Say make it so in Bab's voice. Make it so motherfucker. Nice. Um, I have lost the end of my show notes. Mm. <laughs>